Welcome to Scarlet Tavern. Grab a drink, take a seat, and let's begin. On tonight's episode, we are out of this world, quite literally. It's time for part two of our deep dive into Heaven's Gate, the cult that was so convinced that a UFO was coming to pick them up, they packed their bags and put on their freshest sneakers. If you thought things couldn't get any weirder than last time, well, buckle up, buttercup, because this time we're getting into the nitty-gritty details of their alien obsession. So sit back, relax, and prepare to have your mind probed as we explore the final days of one of the wackiest cults in history. This is Scarlet Tavern. All right, we are back. Part two. <sighs> Always good to have a second probing. Um, so, um, <laughs> I I like I like our unique intro quotes. Um, I thought that one was a pretty good one. Uh, but yeah, so part part two of Heaven's Gate. Uh, this one, we're going to get into the final, the taping of Doe's final exit. Um, what Doe and T tell all of their followers. We're going to talk about, uh, Tila. Um, we will be discussing the actual suicide and then we kind of, wrap it up with the aftermath, the call to the sheriff's office, um, the anonymous tip, and then everything in the media about them. So without further ado, I let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So can we name this heaven's gate part doe? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No. No. Oh goodness. On March nineteenth and twentieth, nineteen ninety-seven, Marshall Applewhite taped himself in Doe's final exit, speaking of mass suicide and the only way to evacuate this Earth. After asserting that a spacecraft was trailing Comet Haley Bop and that this event would represent the closure to Heaven's Gate, Applewhite persuaded 38 followers to prepare for the ritual suicide so their souls could board the supposed craft. Applewhite believed that after their deaths, an unidentified flying object, also known as a UFO, would take their souls to a, another level of existence above human which he described as being both physical and spiritual. Their preparations included each member videotaping a farewell message. Scholars disagree over whether the theology of Heaven's Gate is fundamentally either New Age or Christian in nature. Benjamin Zeller has argued that the theology of Heaven's Gate was primarily rooted in evangelicalism, but with New Age elements, and a hermeneutic interpretation Her, of the Bible. Hermenu, sorry, hermeneutics. 
hermeneutics. Sorry, hermeneutics. God. It's. Yeah, it's hermeneutics. Um, it it's the yes. it's the knowledge that deals with interpretation mostly of the bible or literary texts gotcha that word <clears throat> that word interpretation of the bible read through the lens of extraterrestrial contact initially the group had been told that they would be biologically and chemically transformed into extraterrestrial beings and would be transported aboard a spacecraft, which would come to Earth and take them to Evan, referred to as the next level. When Bonnie Lou Nettles, who is now known as T, died of cancer in 1985, the group's doctrine was confounded because Nettles was allegedly chosen by the next level to be a messenger on Earth, yet her body had died instead of leaving physically to outer space. Their belief system was then revised to include the leaving of consciousness from the body as equivalent to leaving the earth in a spacecraft. So, so this, this here, so Doe and T, their, their whole thing was they were supposed to all die together and, and ascend and blah, 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 blah. Well, she fucking just gets cancer out of nowhere, ends up getting because and you'll see most cults don't believe they only believe in holistic medicine they don't believe in anything to do with going to doctors and all of that so she just dies from this and marshall is like what the fuck do i do she was supposed to be so he ends up telling them that she ascended before them to make way and we'll see later. I believe it talks about it later is that she is going to be the one to guide the comet and the UFO to them that she had to basically go ahead to prepare the way. So he was able to fucking spin it like it was nothing. Yep. Like they do. That's what they do. Spin it. So the group declared that they were against suicide as they defined suicide in their own context to mean to turn against the next level when it is being offered and believed their human bodies were only vehicles meant to help them on their journey. Suicide, therefore, would not would be not allowing their consciousness to leave their human bodies to join the next level, remaining alive instead of participating in the group group suicide was considered suicide of their consciousness in conversation when referring to a person or a person's body they routinely use the word vehicle so that this here they literally spun suicide so they he literally got them to believe that remaining alive when you were being offered the chance to go to the next level was considered suicide and that right. everything that they were taught growing up in suicide was exactly the opposite. Which is how he convinced yeah. 39 fucking people to kill themselves. And I believe it was everybody. I think we're going to get into this, but I believe it was everyone over the age of 18. He apparently had enough morals to not kill children. 
where they say silver tongue devils. Yeah. 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 So the members of the group gave themselves three letter names with a suffix ODY that they adopted in lieu of their original given names, which defines, quote, children of the next level. This is mentioned in Applewhite's final video, Doe's Final Exit, which was filmed March 19th and 20th, 1997, just days prior to the suicides. They believed that to be eligible for membership in the next level, humans would have to shed every attachment to the planet. This meant all members had to give up all human-like characteristics, such as their family, friends, gender, sexuality, individuality, jobs, money, and possessions. The evolutionary level above human, L-T-E-L-A-H, was a physical, Tila, was a physical, corporeal place. Another world in our universe where residents live in pure bliss and nourish themselves by absorbing pure sunlight. Again, they, they're solar powered. 100%. 100%. At the next level, beings do not engage in sexual intercourse, eating or dying, the things that make us mammal, mammalian here. Heaven's Gate believed that what the Bible calls God is actually a highly developed extraterrestrial. Interesting. Yeah. Members of Heaven's Gate believed that evil space aliens, there you go, called Luciferians, mm-hmm. falsely represented themselves to earthlings as God and conspired to keep humans from developing. Technically advanced humanoids, these aliens have spacecraft, space-time travel, telepathy, and increased longevity. They were holograms to fake miracles, carnal beings with gender. They stopped training to achieve the kingdom of God thousands of years ago. Heaven's Gate believed that all existing religions on Earth had been corrupt these malevolent aliens interesting huh yeah although these basic beliefs of the group stayed generally consistent over the years the details of their ideology were flexible enough to undergo modification over time there are examples of the groups adding to or slightly changing their beliefs such as modifying the way one can enter the next level changing the way they describe themselves placing more importance on the idea of Satan and adding several other New Age concepts. One of these concepts was the belief of extraterrestrial walk-ins. When the group began, Applewhite and Nettles taught their followers that they were extraterrestrial beings. However, after the notion of walk-ins became popular within the New Age subculture, the two changed their tune and began describing themselves as extraterrestrial walk-ins. The idea of walk-ins is very similar to the concept of being possessed by spirits. A walk-in can be defined as an entity who occupies a body that has been vacated by its original soul. 
Heaven's Gate came to believe an extraterrestrial walk-in as a walk-in that is supposedly from another planet. Ooh. Yeah. The concept of walk-ins aided Applewhite and Nettles and personally stating from what they considered to be clean slates. In the so-called clean slate, they were no longer considered by members of this Heaven's Gate group to be the people they had been prior to the start of the group that had taken on a new life. This concept gave them a way to, quote, erase their human personal histories as the histories of souls who formerly occupied the bodies of Applewhite and Nettles. Over time, Applewhite also revised his identity in the group to encourage the belief that the walk-in that was inhabiting his body was the same from the head so to Jesus 2,000 years ago. Similar to Nestorianism, mm -hmm. this belief stated that the personage of Jesus and the spirit of Jesus were separable. This meant that Jesus was simply the, the name of the body of an ordinary man that held no sacred properties that was taken over by an incorporeal sacred entity to deliver next level information. So, so basically saying he was just a nobody and was possessed by an alien. Not necessarily. Nestorianism is a belief in actual Christianity. It's not something that Marshall made up. Uh, Nestorianism okay. is where um, certain sects, uh, this mainly happened in Asia and Syria. Um, they believed that uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit were, or the spirit of Jesus were two separate beings. Um, that basically the son of God and Jesus were related, but they were not the same person. And that they worked in tandem. Okay. Um, again, that's mostly, that was mostly in Asia and Syria, um, their versions. And where I get this is, of course, we know that in Asia and Syria, the uh, biblically, that it was the prime area where the disciples went, um, where when they went off to do their thing after Jesus was crucified, um, Syria was one of the main areas uh, they would have reached Asia at some point, um, and so. And of course, then, uh, Asia, of course, at that time you had Buddhism as well as a few others. Um, and then with Syria, they, they had, uh, some, uh, they had a, a bit of Islamic belief there. Um, but when Christianity came over, I believe that this, this kind of was molding of two religions, and they, so they didn't believe in Jesus being the one true. It was two separate people. Interesting. Another new age belief Applewhite and Nettles adopted was the ancient astronaut hypothesis. The term ancient astronauts is used to refer to various forms of the concept that extraterrestrials visited Earth in the distant past. 
Applewhite and Nettles took part of this concept and taught it as the belief that aliens planted the seeds of current humanity millions of years ago and have come to reap the harvest of their work in the form of spiritually evolved individuals who will join in the ranks of flying saucer crews. Only a select few members of humanity will be chosen to advance to this uh, transhuman state. The rest will be left to wallow in the spiritually poisoned atmosphere of a corrupt world. I'm glad you said transhuman because I'm sure people, like, especially with everything that they're doing, you want to say, like, transhuman. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Now, I will say this ancient astronaut hypothesis is not just popular with Doe and T. This has been popular throughout history. Um, you oh, actually, yeah. um, I oh, mean, yeah. we have an entire show, Ancient Aliens, uh, yeah, about with, this. Uh, what's his name with the crazy hair? Yeah. Uh, ben, what's his name? I forget what his name is. What's his what? The oh, guy, I forget it's what a, his name a, is. He's a Greek guy. It, he's Greek, fucking Greek hilarious. Guy. Yeah. He's like yeah. Nessistopolis or something like that. Yes. Uh, Not saying it's aliens. Uh, it is uh, Giorgio uh, Sokolos. Yes. Um, yes. I'm so gonna, I, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. If we ever discover aliens and we ask them, have you visited Earth before? Oh, yeah, we've visited many times in the past. That man's going to be hailed as a god. Yeah, and any that man and all the ancient astronaut theorists should be the first ones to go visit the whole yeah. world of the of the aliens because at this point they've kind of earned it. So, know, so this right? this whole thing, and again, we we have an entire show. If you guys have not watched Ancient Aliens, I go watch it because at the very least, it's fucking it's entertaining because oh, yeah. he he's hilarious, oh, yeah. and I think. So obviously he believes in this theory, but he also knows he has a show and he kind of puts on a show as well. Um, so he kind of amplifies everything because he goes to comic cons and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. So, but he puts on this big show, but the, the belief is that like the Mayan calendar was actually written by ancient aliens. Um, the, pyramids were built by aliens because how could the Egyptians build something so magnificent and so ahead of their time with simple tools. So there, all of that stuff is kind of, kind of plays into there. Um, and we, uh, my dad and I were talking about the other day, uh, and I mentioned this to the rest of the group that we are, we have rediscovered, uh, Roman concrete. Um, yes, where they they create it with uh this this salt water and it's limestone yeah uh, the limestone's in there and when water hits it the limestone activates and fills in the gaps and that's why these roman structures have been standing for thousands of years and so a lot of people believe that that stuff and of course we now that we have figured this technology out the what scientists are hoping is that we can start using it to build bridges and stuff and it would save us a shit ton of money um because it would just self-repair um but that they believe that all of this stuff these limes this limestone and all of that 
how back in that time did they have the genius to figure out how to do this? So people are the like, Romans well, definitely did. The Romans oh, were yeah. very, they were very pragmatic smart. And they, were, they, they were smart. They were smart, but they were also very adaptable. Yeah. Like you, they, yeah. I mean, like the ancient Greeks, they would philosophize about this and that the Romans would just like, do it. How do I defeat this? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that's where this whole, this whole concept comes from is just all these things that have happened in the past, they couldn't have happened without aliens help. And so it's, it's not just Doe and T. This is, uh, people are still believing this today. Um, and I mean, I, yeah, you can, you can kind of see where people come from. Do I believe the ancient astronaut hypothesis? No. Do I believe aliens exist? We have established this. Yes. I think it's very 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 fucking ignorant of us to uh claim that we are the only intelligent life in the universe um that that is very ignorant um so but yeah so this this ancient astronaut is not just them it is throughout history So only the individuals who chose to join Heaven's Gate follow Apple, White, and Nettle's belief system and make the sacrifices required by membership would be allowed to escape human suffering. This is my favorite part. According- the, 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 we're getting into the process, and guys, when you see this process, you are going to lose your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, as I'm looking this over, I'm like, wow. So, according to Heaven's Gate, once the individual has perfected himself through the process, in quotes, there were four methods to enter or graduate to the next level. The first one is physical pickup onto a Tila spacecraft and transfer to a next level body aboard that craft. In this version... What Professor Zeller calls a U.S. a UFO version of the Rapture, an alien spacecraft would descend to Earth and collect Applewhite nettles and their followers, and their human bodies would be transformed through biological and chemical processes to perfected beings. This and other UFO-related beliefs held by the group have led some of the observers to characterize the group as a type of UFO religion. The second step is natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. Here, the graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next-level body. The third being outside prosecution, or persecution, sorry, that leads to death after the deaths of the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, in the events involving Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge, Apple White was afraid the American government would murder the members of Heaven's Gate. Which, have no fear, before, have no fear, we will be covering Waco and Ruby Ridge. Um, definitely. Because those are big ones. Definitely. Uh, the Branch Davidians yes. are pretty fucking out there, too. But... I, that'll be an interesting one for us to cover because both of those were handled horribly by law enforcement and having our view uh, from law enforcement officers 
I, I think those yeah. will definitely be some interesting ones. Yeah. And, and what I find interesting in that whole thing, which I guarantee we'll, we'll talk in depth about when we get into those two without Ruby Ridge, we would not have had the outcome in Waco. Correct. Probably not. I, I, I guarantee. I guarantee we would not. Yeah. That, that will be so, coming uh, soon. We, we will be doing both of those soon. We'll probably cover since the chronological events will cover Ruby Ridge, then Waco. Yeah, definitely. So then the fourth step is willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. Near the end, Applewhite had a revelation that, that they might have to abandon their human bodies and achieve the next level as Jesus had done. This occurred on March 22nd and 23rd when 39 members died by suicide and, quote, graduated. So with this, this is him basically taking their mass suicide as the equivalent of the crucifixion of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's saying Jesus left his earthly body and graduated into an alien. Um, my, my thing is, so you want to talk about theological standpoints is Jesus supposedly died on the cross rose to have, or, According to him, Rose took his new body. Why did that same body come back and show himself to the disciples and everything else? Yeah. Well, and and that's like I said at the beginning of part one. You know, why why didn't Doe do that? You know, supposedly from the emails that you got, he's been here several (laughs) countless times. He's been here five times. Uh, doe, yeah, doe, um, doe. If you're listening to this, um, we would like an interview. Step with it you. up, man. We would like an interview. Yeah, I want, up. I want to see the the holes in your hands. Um, I mean, I mean, since since you are Jesus, yeah, Jesus got you beat, bro. He got you beat. <laughs> yeah, he he's uh, had more people die for him than you have. Wow. wow. I mean, I mean, yeah. Christian, Facts. Christian Facts. Crusades, just saying. Crusades, yeah. I'm actually know, reading right? a book about uh, one of the uh, lesser-known Crusades, the Cathar Crusade. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jesus has ha- <laughs> Jesus has, has had more people die for him than you. So step it up, Doe. Come on, Doe. So in an op- in a group open only to adults over the age of 18 there you go there's your answer members gave up their possessions and lived in ascetic life devoid of indulgences the group was tightly knit and everything was communally shared in public each member of the group always carried a five dollar bill and a roll of quarters yeah eight of the male members of the go ahead uh, uh, do you know the, the significance to that so it it's just I think it's um if I remember right uh hold on I'm just yeah there was there I'm just curious if it's like the same thing as having to to pay the the ferryman and if I remember right it is um. Okay. Okay. Except this is interstellar. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I'm going to try and look. I believe that is why so they did it. Maybe that's his cousin. So that's, uh, that's the, the cousin, maybe? So imagine yeah. how pissed he is. Uh, I got to Underworld and my cousin got interstellar travel. Oh, no, no, no. That's what it was. That's what it was. So it was actually a quote from Mark Twain. Um, oh, okay. And it, Mark Twain wrote, uh, Twain was very cynical about religion and once wrote that the fate to get to heaven on the tail of a comet was $5.75. Interesting. Because Mark Twain was very well known as being an atheist. Okay. Um, okay. And so he said it cost $5.75 to get to heaven on the tail of a comet. So because of that, that's why they carried that. And that's why they're going on the tail of Haley's Comet. Correct. Interesting. So okay. Mark Twain thrown in there. Yeah, way to go. So eight of the male members of the group, including Apple White, voluntarily underwent castration. <laughs> nope. As an extreme means of maintaining the aesthetic lifestyle. So and I'll I'll you. just I'll just say so so nowadays we, we do have castration for in some states for uh sexual offenders that uh mm -hmm. sexually assault minors. Now, nowadays they they actually have chemical castration and they inject you with a Correct. chemical it eliminates all ability to produce uh the testosterone hormone which in Correct. turn believes that you will obviously without testosterone you cannot uh produce any sperm therefore you do not feel the urges to uh sexually assault these um this is the 90s. They just did chemical castration maybe 10 years ago. This means, yeah. and I guarantee you, so the way castration technically works is, like, even if you do physical castration, you are only cutting the reproductive portion of the testicles. You're not chopping them off. You are removing the part that does produce the testosterone. I highly doubt they surgically did anything. I guarantee you they took a butcher knife, took a cleaver, chopped those dangly bits off, and... Just did it like they do to cattle. And Marshall Applewhite's what? saggy balls were flopping all over the ground. With Fucking gilded, gilded them. With, yeah. with cattle, they just put a band around the ball sack. So, and of course, that, that ascetic lifestyle is no no uh any nothing no pleasures uh so yeah no like they couldn't even go see a movie if they wanted to they weren't allowed to do that either everything was taken from them yeah that's that's ridiculous couldn't read books they were not allowed to read what? books yeah. yeah wow wow so ben would the hate group it. initially yeah right so they wouldn't have access to OnlyFans either then. So, man. So the group initially attempted castration by having one of its members, a former nurse, perform go. the castration, but this attempt was <laughs> unsuccessful. 
that almost resulted in the patient's death and caused at least one member to leave Heaven's Gate. They said, nope, like, nope, I will keep my fucking nuts. I know, right? I'm gone. I'm gone. Nope. I'm going to OnlyFans. <laughs> every crest, every castration that followed the first one was done in the hospital. Way to go. At least they got that right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they learned. So the group earned revenue by offering professional website development only, Fins, under the business name Hire Source. And there you go, Ben. That is where they got the money yeah. to be able to purchase that, this mansion. Yeah. So yeah, they, well, the by all accounts, they had some very knowledgeable people in, in this cult who were, I mean, we've seen their website. They, they had a graphic designer do that. Um, so they, they had people that were able to make a pretty good income from the nineties. Yeah. And especially the nineties website development was a new thing. So yeah. they could charge top dollar. They were on the cutting edge. Uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry i went a little nuts with that one that was oh that was below the belt dude <laughs> that was below the belt oh uh, 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 never mind <laughs> go ahead go ahead no nope, no nope, keep going <laughs> so the cultural theorist paul virilio described the group as a cyber sect due to its heavy reliance on, on computer-mediated communication prior to its collective suicide. To kill themselves, members took phenobarbital mixed with applesauce or pudding and washed it down with vodka. Yeah, well, all right, all right. Um, so After phenobarbital um, is a anti-seizure med. Um, yeah. It also does treat insomnia as well, but, and, uh, also treats, uh, sorry, off the top of my head, benzodiazepine and alcohol withdrawal as well. Um, they are heavy barbiturates. Yeah. Heavy yeah. barbiturates. Yeah. No joke for sure. So after ingesting the applesauce pudding mix, they secured plastic bags around their heads to induce asphyxiation. All 39 were dressed in identical black shirts and sweatpants, brand new black and white Nike decades athletic shoes and armband patches reading Heaven's Gate away team. Is that One that's what we're going That's where we're going to dress up for Halloween. The Heaven's Gate, <laughs> yes. Heaven's Gate away team. Yes. And, and this uh, apparently is for Ben uh, because it's one of the many instances of the group's use of the nomenclature of the fictional universe of Star Trek. Yeah. Hey, you know, each member carried a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. According to former members, this was standard for members leaving the home for jobs and a humorous way to tell us they all had left the planet permanently. I don't see how that's humorous. Unless you're, right. a Mar unless you're an English major. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll yeah. it'll get into it here too. There are two different reasons why they did it. So, so the five dollar bill was for covering the cost of vagrancy laws, and the quarters were for calling home from pay phones. Although another former member, known as Sawyer, stated that it was a reference to a Mark Twain story, which said. $5.75 was, quote, the cost to ride the tail of a comet to heaven, close quote. After each one died, a living member would arrange the body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head, followed by posing the body so that it lay neatly in its own bed with faces and torsos covered by a square purple cloth for privacy. In an interview with Harry Robinson... The two surviving members said that the identical clothing was a uniform representing unity for the mass suicide, while the Nike decades were chosen because the group, <laughs> quote, got a good deal on the shoes, close quote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and what's I funny is after this, uh, Nike pulled the Nike decade and never made them again. Really? When, when this story of this came out and what they were wearing, they pulled the Nike Decade, and if you if you were able to buy a Nike Decade, they're worth thousands of dollars because they were never yeah, made man. again after this. Well, they're out of this world, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so and the no. the too soon. too soon. The belief is that these two people that uh that are the two surviving members are the ones that are running the website that I talked to. That's the belief. Okay. Nobody can confirm so it. Cause the they were sending the emails. Correct. They, they won't confirm it, but that is from the research people have done. That is what people believe that it is a husband and wife that survived. They take their place and do what they're supposed to do. And they're visited by doe five times apparently they <laughs> interesting so apple white apparently was also a fan of nikes and therefore everyone was expected to wear and like nikes within the group heaven's gate also had a saying just do it echoing nike slogan but they, they said just do it <laughs> Just do it. They pronounce D-O as do as do to reflect yeah. Apple White's nickname. They, they so literally just said, do it, man. They said just do it. <laughs> just do it. That's awesome. Come on, Nike. Give me give me a Heaven's Gate uh, one off. Right. I mean, this would be awesome. Nike, you're, you're missing an opportunity, bro. The 39 adherents, 21 women and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72 are believed to have died in three groups over three successive days, with remaining participants cleaning up after each prior group's death. The suicides occurred in groups of 15, 15, and 9 between approximately March 22nd and March 26th. Among the dead was Thomas Nichols, brother of the actress Nichelle Nichols, who is best known for her role as Yura. Ahura. 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 
Ahura. Ahura. Star Trek. In the original television series of Star Trek. Which it is, it was, it was very well known back then. She came out and made statements and everything claiming she didn't know her brother was part of Heaven's Gate and blah, blah, blah. But apparently that is why they use Star Trek quotes and stuff a lot because of his relation to her. Okay. And as far as I know, she really didn't do much acting after that because of this. She kind of had some, obviously had some issues with her brother killing himself. Well, yeah. Well, where was Scotty when they needed him? Yeah. Beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty. Leader Applewhite was the third to last member to die. Two people remained after him and were the only ones found with bags over their heads and not having purple cloths covering their top halves. Before the last of the suicides, similar sets of packages were sent to numerous Heaven's Gates affiliated or formerly affiliated individuals. And at least one media outlet, the BBC department responsible for Louis Thoreau's weird weekends for which Heaven's Gate had earlier declined participation. Among those in the list of recipients was Rio D'Angelo. The package D'Angelo received on the evening of March 25th, as other packages sent had, contained two VHS videotapes, one with Doe's final exit and the other with the farewell messages of group followers. It also contained a letter stating that, among other things, quote, we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. D'Angelo informed his boss of the contents of the packages and then received a ride from him from Los Angeles to the Heaven's Gate home in Rancho Santa Fe so he could verify the letter. D'Angelo found a back door intentionally left unlocked to allow access and used a video camera to record what he found. After leaving the house, D'Angelo boss who had waited outside encouraged him to make calls alerting the authorities San Diego County Sheriff's Department received an anonymous tip through the 911 system at 3:15 p.m. on March 26th suggesting they check on the welfare of the residents days after the suicides the caller was revealed to be D'Angelo uh, and then we have a transcript that says, Caller, yes, I need to report an anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? Uh, Sheriff's Department, okay, this, this is regarding what? Uh, this is regarding a mass suicide, and I can give you the address. San Diego County 911, call March 26, 1997 at 3.15 Pacific Standard Time. The lone deputy who first responded to the call entered the home through a side door, saw 10 bodies, and was nearly overcome by a pungent odor. The bodies were already decomposing in the hot California spring. Okay, so with this, and, we, we as law enforcement officers have seen numerous dead bodies. Um, and if you haven't, I will tell you this, that is an odor that you will never, ever, ever forget. So, ever. So, I will say, like, you have 
and the smell of just a regular dead body is one thing. Uh, let's say what a nurse smells when somebody dies and they take them and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, we're from Florida originally. Um, mm-hmm. Florida heat gets just as bad as California. And yes, it does. When you have a body in that heat, not only does it start to smell, but it will start to swell. And eventually, if you were to touch said body, it will explode. It will explode. Like a whale washed up on shore. Yeah, it is. And again, like he said, it is a smell you will never forget. Um, yeah. It yeah. get. I will, as bad as it is, it does get easier. The more you do it, you become desensitized to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, it, I, th- you're, I think you're, it's more of a. Go ahead. Your your first time ever walking into some type of dead body, you're gonna fucking puke or be pretty close to it. Uh, I puked my first pretty time. Close. <sighs> pretty close. I I didn't fortunately, but man, you could feel it in the back of your throat the whole time. You know, and then after the second, after the third. By that point, it's like, uh, I really don't like these, but all right, let's do this. Yeah. So, um, let's see. After a cursory search by two more deputies found no one alive, they retreated until a search warrant could be procured. All Which 39 wouldn't really bodies were immediately cremated. I mean, probably the best thing because there wouldn't be much left of them. Well, so I will, I will say that technically they wouldn't need a search warrant. um, No, because they they have extenuating circumstances to be able to enter the house, clear the house and see what caused these deaths. Um, I think they knew who these people were. And this was a CYA. This was a cover your ass and get a search yeah. warrant Definitely. so that if there is anybody Definitely. remaining alive, we can charge them with what we need to. Yeah. Yeah. The Heaven's Gate deaths were widely publicized in the media as an example of mass suicide. When the news broke of its relation to Comet Haley Bop, the co discoverer of the Comet Alan Hale drawn into the story. Hale's phone never stopped ringing the entire day. He chose not to respond until he spoke the next day at a press conference after researching the details of the incident. Speaking at the Second World Skeptics Congress in Heidelberg, Germany on July 24, 1998. Dr. Hale discussed the scientific significance and popular lore of comets and gave a personal account of his discovery. He he then lambasted the combination of scientific illiteracy, willful delusions, a radio talk show's deception about imaginary spacecraft following the comet, and a cult's bizarre yearning for ascending to another level of existence that led to the Heaven's Gate mass suicides. Hale said that well before Heaven's Gate, he had told a colleague, quote, probably going to have some suicides as a result of this comment. 
that the sad part is that I was really not surprised. Comets are lovely objects, but they don't have apocalyptic significance. We must use our minds, our reason. News of the 39 deaths in Rancho Santa Fe motivated the copycat suicide of a 58-year-old man living near Marysville, California. The man left a note dated March 27th, which said, I'm going on the spaceship with Haley Bop to be with those who have gone before me and imitated some of the details of the Heaven's Gate suicides as they had been reported. The man was found dead by a friend on March 31st and had no known connection with Heaven's Gate. At least three former members of Heaven's Gate died by suicide in the months following the mass suicide. On May 6, 1997, Wayne Cook and Chuck Humphrey attempted suicide in a hotel in a manner similar to that used by the group. Cook died, but Humphrey survived. <coughs> Excuse me. Another former member, James Perky Jr., died by suicide by a self-inflicted gunshot wound on May 11th. Humphrey, who had survived his first attempt, ultimately killed himself in Arizona in February 1998. Although most people considered the event a mass suicide, sociologist and former member of a cult was it Janja? Janja Lalik. Lalik has referred to the event as, quote, murder. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So two former members, Mark and Sarah King of Phoenix, Arizona, operating as the Tila Foundation, are believed to maintain the group's website. As of 2017, there has been no evident growth as after the mass suicide the group fell into obscurity relying mainly on their website for recruitment so mark and sarah mm -hmm. king are the ones that i have talked to they're the ones that i was emailing now i will say you would think considering the mass suicide was because of the comet anybody mm -hmm. that committed suicide before or after using those same theoreticals wouldn't have gone on that same spaceship because that was the reason they committed suicide while the comet was there. Correct. I, I, I think, honestly, given after going through this, I think these people just make this, they're making, they've been more or less making this stuff up as they go along. Yeah. The moment they, the moment they hit something, they hit a snag in their, in their belief system, they change it to fit it. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. I thought it was murder because they were, completely whether it was ultimately their decision to do so or not they were completely manipulated and these yeah. are people in the lowest point of their life that are clearly already contemplating suicide yeah and they're just they you know some people are just very easily to open uh, suggestion yeah. you know you, someone charismatic comes off they play a tune and, and they uh yeah i mean this isn't the first time something like this has happened i think the earliest um was this is very hotly debated historically so i i'm sure somebody view our viewers will probably fact check me and i'm and i'm okay with that uh the children's crusade who's ever heard of that mm -hmm. mm -mm. Uh, we might touch on it so a long story short this is why it's controversial because 
there's very little historical evidence of it. A lot of it comes from fictional sources, but there are some. There are some like secondhand accounts. Essentially, supposedly, this um, blessed child, uh, who was like a child preacher, was just started wandering around Western and Central Europe, preaching to children, and they thought that through their their innocence and piety, they could go to the Holy Land. And either convince the to the, the Christians, or to himself convert to Christianity. Um, by all accounts, children, according to the sources, children from as far away as Norway were literally just leaving home and running away to join the Children's Crusade. They supposed supposedly they got as far as Venice and then they were sold any of the children were sold into slavery and this was um, we're talking about 12 like 1212 I believe it started mm-hmm. um, the Pied Piper who's ever heard of the Pied Piper yep. yeah. that, that is yeah. where the Pied Piper comes that's, from that's that the story the yeah yeah it was it was two two boys who claimed to have had visions of or by Jesus um and of course the those crusades failed um but yeah it it's nuts um so we heaven's gates definitely not the last one that we are going not the last cult we're going to be discussing um we have quite a few in the works uh that we want to discuss um i do believe i'm actually not going to give away what i'm going to do next week um okay but it is going to be a true crime um so viewer discretion is advised uh for that but yeah um yeah, I I think Heaven's Gates an interesting topic. It's you you of course most cults are black and white essentially. It's their own religion, their own beliefs. The leader is God, blah 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 blah. And Heaven's Gate really threw a wrench in that by introducing aliens and comets and all of that so they they definitely left their mark on history um and uh, they they've to be honest they've they've kind of fallen by the wayside if it weren't for podcasts like us and necronomapod and a few of the others that have covered uh heaven's gate i don't know how many people would know about them remember very um, little, if any. So, but yeah. Um, any final thoughts? Anybody before we sign off? Yeah, I can't think of anything for me, at least. Yeah, besides really just saying that the whole situation was a shame for these people that worked out the net. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, yeah. So, with that, I would like to thank you for visiting the Scarlet Tavern. Remember to turn in your glasses, 
push in your seats, and always tip the bard. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.